You would go out tonight, but you've got to listen to this brand new episode of Cover Me. That's right. We're talking about the Smiths, this charming man this week. I'm Jay Cressy in the studio, as always, with this charming man. Alex Mildenberger, co-host of the podcast. And we've got a return special guest who knows so much about these things. That's right. (laughs) It's Ruby Swan in the studio. Wow, you are pulling out all the stops today. We're on fire this week. Damn. (laughs) That's right. Musical references for everybody. Except for me, I guess. Except for you. I was going to give you a charming man, but you already used it. I was going to say you look like uncreased leather. (laughs) <laughs> uncreased leather <laughs> it's like real smooth seat uh yes so this is cover me the only <laughs> so podcast said that in it, existence the, the leather runs smooth in his passenger seat. seat don't talk about my passenger could, seat no, 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 for alex huh. and you could have been the charming uh, man you should take ownership of the charming mm. part anyway uh, no, i'll be the charming man this so is much. cover me the only podcast that takes a look at popular songs and the thousands of cover versions out of them and says, well, we're probably not going to talk about the 8-bit one this time, because there's already 10 versions to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, 8-bit version of the this charming man. You're all right. I, I wasn't supposed to listen to that, was I? No. Okay. No, I didn't listen to it. I cut it. This is me talking to myself. This is, this is jokes for me. Thank okay. you. And that concludes our jokes for me section. All right. Oh. So, Ruby, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you again for bringing your studio to me. Yeah, thank you for yeah. letting us have it here. Always a pleasure. It is a pleasure, isn't except, it? Except last time, I don't know if you picked this up in the episode, I could hear like radio. Radio. Yeah. I just think there was a quietly. while where I heard something in the background. Yeah, there was a few parts. Really? I tried to cut it out, couldn't figure it out. I don't I know, know if it's because it we're like above a business. A business. Or if our com- There's yeah, nobody our in that business below. That's right. Were we picking something so, like up radio waves? Like pe- picking up a frequency? the first time that's happened with audio equipment for me. Is this wow. living space a node? Could I don't be. know what that means. No, the opposite of that. A node's where it's low. That's Hang on. Uh, Physics is yode? something I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. Um, yeah, so Probably. You're, you're doing well. Uh, yeah. Any Pete. updates on your, your Glitter Ghost projects for the... For the ghost heads for at the, home, for the, <laughs> the ghosties, ghosties, for the busters. The what do you go- call? I don't know yet. I have we don't. I don't have enough fans <laughs> to have a name for them yet. Um, you know, I was trilling, trilling. I was trying. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> Absolutely trilling. <laughs> I was trying really hard. I was trying to combine those two words together. I was trying really hard to have my EP, my first EP, released for tomorrow. That's uh, probably not going to happen. Unless a I Remembrance Day release, classic. Well, you know, I, I I like. No, oh gosh. Um, I like the the date eleven eleven. It has oh, some yeah. some spiritual significance, and I thought it would be cool to uh, release on that date. I like the repeating numbers, but like um, when Skyrim came out. That's right. Is it? Pretty sure. Wow, fabulous. It's also in Korea. Oh, it's Pocky Day because Ooh. the all the ones look like sticks of pocky that's a good excuse that's to fun. go get some sushi tomorrow um yeah and some pocky and acquire pocky sometimes they give you so they probably won't give you pocky but um, well, that's not why you shaved alex they'd mistake me for a lady and uh. give me pocky yeah interesting hopefully but yeah so i don't know um we'll see maybe i'll pull an all-nighter and get it out oh yeah keep us posted because we can always do a we little will. A little shout out. I can edit one in. For sure. You can, yeah, you can find me on, uh, well, we'll do it at the end, but Bandcamp. I do have stuff up on SoundCloud right okay. now for streaming. Working on maybe getting on the, you know, Spotify and all those other things. Hey, we're on Spotify. Are you? Yeah. Oh. Hey, well, that was a nice segue. Neat. And Neat. Stitcher. 
Stitcher. And iTunes. iTunes. And Google Play. What about Amazon? I don't know. Do I have to submit it to them? Oh my God. I have no idea. I think this is where I say, or your favorite podcasting app. Yes. We did it. Okay, we've accomplished <laughs> that. All right, so th- let's let's jump. In. Wait, actually, Alex, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine. That's it. No, um, <laughs> no complaints it's, it's about your no body complaints. today. Yeah, yeah, how's your body doing? My body to pieces. No, my bo- no, my body's good. I uh, went You're to bed uh, kind of early. Got a good sleep. Nice. Good. Fabulous. Pretty good. Yeah. You can't complain about that, eh? Well, I could, but. Okay. I, well, I figure I won't just I w- just uh, now. All right. You know what is ambiguous? The lyrics to this song, this charming <laughs> man. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Writ- co-written by guitarist Johnny Marr. Mm. And uh, the, the man with... Did you know that when you have a single name, you're mononymous? Mononymous. That's... Mononymous. Mononymous. So, mononymous lyricist and uh, activist Morrissey. Morrissey. Activist. Oh, yeah. He's Morrissey. A, he's a big vegetarian. I don't know if he's like a... Well, they do have an like album he, called Meat I is Murder. I know he talks about uh, He definitely talks stuff. about shit. <laughs> they, they do have an album called Meat is Murder. That's yes, right. they do. So, I don't know what he does. What do we think about Actively? Morrissey? Let's. I don't know too much about Morrissey. <laughs> you can do a little yeah, research I think he's on just him. Like he's a, he's a charming man. Well, is he? I don't know. <laughs> I've never met the guy. He's definitely not a charming man in terms he... of the song. He's the other. Oh, he's, he's the, the jumped other. up yeah, pantry yeah, boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Morrissey is for sure a, a controversial um, figure. Character. Yeah, I believe. Hmm. He's uh. I don't he really was on record as, as calling Chinese people subhuman. Are you serious? <laughs> That's, that's Holy shit. <laughs> am I the only one who did like a little research into Morrissey? That's a bit, um, that's a, I'd well, say that's, you, a, that's you know, a bit far. I've um, discussed Morrissey with you before. Yeah. In fact, the three of us have had a discussion before about this very song, this very music video. That's right. And man. Morrissey. Um, so that's why I didn't do any extra research because I knew that you knew you knew this stuff. Yeah. Um, but it does. It never fails to shock me. So he's like a very hard. He used to be. He was vegetarian mm-hmm. during the time of the Smiths. Yes. He's a vegan now. Okay. That makes sense. And he refused to tour in Canada for a while really? because of the yearly clubbing of seals in the, in the eastern parts of Canada. Okay. Okay. He later went back on that saying it didn't help anybody. Okay. And he went on record in some interviews saying that the Chinese mm. are subhuman because of the way they treat animals. Wow. He's a uh, yeah, he's very obsessed with treating animals well. And but not people. <laughs> not people. Not people at all. Yeah. He was a. He identifies as, I believe, asexual. He's ace. Yeah. 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 And he has been ace for a long time. Like mm-hmm. before, that was something that uh, was really understood. Yeah. And And even saying that, I think it's still something that's not very widely mm. understood. But it's certainly at least entered into um, the the vernacular. Um, yeah, because like during his heyday in the Smiths, people were like, "Oh, he's gay," and they're like, "Come out of the closet, stop, just tell everybody you're gay." Yeah, yeah. And I get part of that because he's he he's, was at least super fucking attractive. And he's yeah, he's quite. I, I'm the flamboyant is not the right word, but um, you know the way that he dresses. Yeah, it was very, very uh, like metro. What what we would have called that yeah. for a while? I would maybe um, 
I would just say like sexually just, like, ambiguous maybe of his, mm-hmm. of his in a way that in a way that's uh, not potentially made it was like a vulnerable masculinity yes. which he talks about for the lyrics to this mm. song as well. Okay. Do we want to jump into the lyrics right away? Yeah, since we we're talking about Morrison, we might as well. We yeah, might as well. Yeah, that seems like a good segue. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk about the guitar in a bit here, but. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, I guess Please. we'll start the line. I a jumped-up pantry boy. Yes. Who never knew his place is borrowed from the 1972 film, which is an adaptation of I Anthony play. Schaffer's play *Sleuth*. Yes. Oh. In, in which Lawrence Olivia plays a cuckolded author to Michael Caine's bit of rough i don't know what that means though interesting <laughs> i can't fill in those rough. blanks although one of the things that i i read i didn't go past the wikipedia article but they were saying how he wanted to use like old-fashioned language mm-hmm. um to maybe evoke a feeling of an older time mm-hmm. which um oh, i think he kind of got that maybe i i didn't feel that so much mm. directly or or i couldn't didn't notice it maybe because of i think two reasons one a lot of the words that they said were old sounding, don't sound that old to me, like charming, like and was right. handsome one of them? I don't remember. Yeah. And and also anything that's like British. I'm just kinda like, yeah, You're that, like, yeah that's, that's just how British. They talk, right? That's how they <laughs> that's talk. Just how the British yeah. talk. It's that's just a, fair a British point. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I guess not true. And I'm wondering if maybe some of those words just kind of came back around since the eighties. Yeah. That's possible. Well, because I think th- one of the reasons he used that language specifically from my reading of Wikipedia mm-hmm. is to, because he was trying to get away from flamboyant gay culture. He used the term festive, which uh, okay. I won't yep, use. Yep, yep, <laughs> we'll just beep but, that word out. Yeah. And Although the plumber that came to unclog my sink last week mm-hmm. had no problem using that word ah. in, my, in my lovely kitchen over there. Oh, I've never heard mm. that word used in... The, the not, festive, not festive, not festive. The, oh, the, not the part that's implied oh, afterwards After that I'm that. assuming is... Um, it's okay. a six-letter word. In that case... Oh, six letters. Rhymes with maggot. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah same. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm on board. I'm thinking the, f- the, shortened, the shortened version. version. Now yep. I'm on board. You're, yeah. Well, not on board, but on... With this conversation. You understand. Yeah. 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 So not on board with the term. When I think okay. What I think he tries to evoke the lyrics is a sort of English countryside vibe, which I think totally. you still picked up yeah, on. Yeah, I'd you, say so. You just didn't find it old-fashioned. <laughs> sure. Which sure. I agree with, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's to build this image of just a more, like a different kind of gay person, essentially. A different, not this flamboyant, like, peacock out there, but, like, imagine the charming man being a dude in a suit. Like, quite honestly, before I read up what the song is about, I thought mm. this was just kind of a, a slice of life song. Like, yes, that's I what I thought, too. I know it was deliberately about sort of gay culture in, in the 80s. Interesting. I also did not know that. But I, I didn't really listen to it much before looking it up, honestly. I always just thought that he was, uh, I don't know, that he had this mentor, mm. the charming man, that kind of like just, you know, saw this boy and was like... You're so handsome. You, you don't need to care so, about so what, boy, what you're so wearing. Handsome. Boy, you boy, there. No, yeah, like, get out there and yeah. get it. Like, And it is an upbeat song, so it is that kind of yeah. like positive message. And, yeah. and like you mentioned, it is kind of like a slice. Like it's a small event. It's just yeah. some just a small thing that happened. Of, you know? So yeah, like words. the story is he his bicycle was punctured. I guess one of the wheels. I assume it's not a, a fully crime. inflatable bicycle. Is it a hate yeah. crime? 
Um, no, he's he's no, just. I think I think, he's I think just, it's just like an unfortunate like okay. thing that he's happens. He's just like riding event. his bike in uh, a, on a hillside, a, a hillside where there's hillside, no desolate, other desolate hillside, there. so there's no one else there. Okay. A car comes by. Yeah. And the charming man's like, roll in, jump on in. Okay. And then, but the charming man is horny for this young boy. Seems to be. Gotcha. Seems to be. I think the implication. Because there's the part, what is the line about, like, the, the leather on the passenger seat is yeah. smooth? Does that imply yes. that no one sits Why there Why pamper life's complexity when the leather runs smooth on the passenger, the passenger seat? seat. Does, does that imply that, like, no one else is there, like, sitting in the seat regularly? Yeah. So, like, he's single or whatever. And they're like, what's the this rich guy seat. doing without a lady? Ooh. Oh. Oh, interesting. Ooh. And it's like, why worry about the big things when, right now, we're in this nice, lovely car? You know, with the nice leather. And I could be totally wrong about that line, because I don't know. I don't know. I think, was, but I think he is trying to seduce. Yeah, that's very. That's very our, much a seductive. Our young man here. Line. Calling yeah. him handsome. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And from there, he he kind of like it's implied, I guess, that he's trying to get the boy to go out with him to a place. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the boy says, "I would go right. out tonight, but I haven't I got, got a stitch, stitch to wear." Again, bring up the idea of clothing, too, and right. nakedness. Mm. Sure. The man's like, that shouldn't matter because you're hot as fuck. Gotcha. I, I didn't uh, kind of didn't, a brag. Didn't think about nakedness with that. I just thought no, he me was neither. like, I always thought it was a self-esteem thing, mm. you know, like that the young guy was like intimidated. Right. Um, and in this case, if it's a story about gay culture in the 80s and uh, there's that association of gay men being these very fabulous and well-groomed then the, if this boy is a young gay boy maybe he's intimidated because he's um you know if he's not out or he hasn't really invested in his his closet and he's feeling yeah. like i'm not like those guys and maybe i can't uh, i can't uh he's, he's he's scared to go out to the club and then the the older guy you know the more experienced gay man is like uh, that's not a problem because yeah. you're so handsome they're never they're not even going to look at your clothes and that actually relates to a line right at the beginning. Will Does nature it? make a man of me of yet? Me. Yeah. And so one that relates to the charming man gotcha. who is identified as a man immediately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So right. will I be that man? I think it also brings about ideas of questioning your sexuality. For sure. It could be like a confused teen being like, well, when am I going to be horny for women? Like when. That's, what, like, that's what's prob- going that's on with me? what I got out of it. Yeah. Because the line like make a man of him, I find often. It right. usually is about. to like. Ooh, like losing virginity. your virginity, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So. And I so where I get anywhere, lost, oh, I yes. suppose, in this interpretation. Sorry, did I cut you off on something? No, 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 please. Um, is the the chorus, the mm. jumped up pantry boy. I get mm-hmm. it's a reference to this play. Yes. Sure. He He's uh, maybe just referring, the at least the jumped up pantry boy line, and who never knew his place, just means he's kind of, he's not wealthy i think it's kind of a class thing almost because yeah. he's just like some boy who's not important mm-hmm. or, or he's wealthy just a or country bumpkin but he's jumped up i.e uppity right is that what that means i think so yeah he's, he's a jumped up so pantry he's like boy. he's like, like acting above his station, station. yeah, yeah. I, th- oh. I think that's what I would interpret from jumped up, unless it's like he's. No, I looked up jumped up, and it is. I that's think, that's. I'm pretty sure what it. Okay. Yeah. The only like, other thing I could think of is he's like. Is he's? Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't high. think I that don't meshes think so. with no, no, yeah, no, the rest no. of the. So he's. I think he's Pantry just like boy. a lower class mm-hmm. person who is maybe acting as if he's higher class, or is he referring to himself in that line? Yeah. Yes. That, yes. that line is about him. Like, yeah. The boy is obviously the boy. Yeah. yeah. The charming man wouldn't be referred and to. And he said, boy. return the return ring. Return the ring. Mm-hmm. 
Or the the ring or the rings, depending on mm-hmm. <laughs> which version. Right. Now, I'm not 100% sure on the ring, other than I know rings often symbolize, like, promises or connections or yes. unions. Engagements. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, the chorus fucks me up. That's the, where the we're not sure what's Where going I, like, kind of have things down. Yeah. At least I think I've got it. We've got a strong enough interpretation. I mean, the only like if you take a bit of a jump, it might imply that he's in a heterosexual relationship, but not comfortable or something Mm -hmm. like that. But I feel like you—that's really reading into it. (laughs) And maybe I don't know if it's really reading into it. If the the ring is a very big part of it, right? It comes. Comes up comes twice, up a few times. and I think really the only association—if you're just using the word ring and you're not giving us any other context—the association is going to be to engagement. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and and so maybe this boy is thinking about proposing to some some uh, a country girl he knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not written in there. You're right. It is a jump to assume these things a little bit, but it's the charming man who's saying, "Return the ring," right? So the charming man is like, "Son, like, don't try to get." married you know to to you know like don't try to repress your sexuality return the ring dude so it's it's right i uh, think it's that makes sense because he said made me think it was the boy saying return the ring Mm, i always feel like the person giving the advice in the in the song is the charming man well that makes more sense because he knows so much about these things he does he's he's an older gentleman Mm -hmm. right who's you know he's been involved in this culture for a while he's he's out and proud uh, we i assume or Mm -hmm. very confident yeah right so this and the younger boy is again uh, that's where i get the idea of mentorship right that he's like an older gay that's helping this young guy find his way Mm -hmm. uh, or or come out or whatever it is so that's what i read out of return the ring it's like right you you just you need to this is not a move to accept yourself so if you take it back yeah and then (laughs) and then the i know or he knows so much about these things line yeah i think because it's repeated often uh refers to like like if someone repeats something themselves they're trying to convince them so like oh this guy knows what he's talking about so he's saying it to himself he's like well he's he knows he's trying to convince himself so he's he knows and that's why i think the older man can also be a kind of dubious character this charming man where it's like i I like the mentorship interpretation but i think there may also be a dark side where he's like grooming this boy at the very least, he's not totally comfortable and still hasn't made his decision, but he's trying to convince himself of something. Yeah. This is I like the lyrics to this song. Me too. They're very yeah. like like I said, like on a passing level, like if you don't think about it, they're just yeah. kinda simple yeah. and charming. Like, I mean yeah. like you could listen to this song because of like kind of the vocal melody and really not even hear the words at all. Yeah. yeah. Certainly the first couple times I heard it probably didn't and it doesn't help that Morrissey can't enunciate for shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's which, true. which I think is a, we'll talk about this with the first cover, <laughs> yes. but that's clearly an issue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely like for the it, the vocal melody is really interesting, but yeah, like you said, it all kind of flows together. But I wonder, it reminds me of Talking Heads, kind of in mm-hmm. that it's kind of like just a weird sort of way, almost new wavy, although. The Smiths weren't really called New Wave, as far as I could tell. No, um, I think they're just like. But they're not in the same they are. time period, or or yeah, I they're definitely not r- so far removed from it. So I think they could at least be influenced by the same thing mm-hmm. or that. 
we do have a sort of new wavy cover, I would argue. That's true. And so, like, I feel like they have that connection to the sort of mm-hmm. alt-pop scene of yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. Which is why this song gets funneled through so many sort of different channels. Uh, one of the... One of the quotes I found on it, someone, a review described it as indispensable, like Blue Monday and some other song. So mm. I thought a good little uh, reference Very to nice. our Cadillac Cat Ranch, Ranch episode, episode. That's right. Oh. Where one of, the, one of the covers of Cadillac Ranch yes. was the song Blue Monday with the lyrics of Cadillac I Ranch. I think you mentioned this yeah. to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, it's quite a time. Oh, very interesting. See, when I think of, like, quintessential Smith songs, though, I think of um, There Is a Light That Never Goes Out. Mm. Like, to me, that is, if you're going to pick, like, one song to represent the Smiths, it'd be that. One of the other things. Oh, it's charming, man. That I I saw was, like, this is kind of more upbeat than a lot of Smith Mm. songs. And I don't listen to a lot of Smiths. And that was intentional on their part. Because they were doing shitty in the record It was a strategic move. Yeah. Yeah. And yet it still has that kind of signature Smith's melancholy to it. Yeah. And it really comes through in those lyrics. Yeah. Especially His lyrics the are way very like he sings as well. I they come from the head, you know, mm-hmm. like they're very like he thinks about them. Some kind of like have that. Yeah, it's almost stream of consciousness. And kind of have that like poetry feeling. Yes. Where it's yeah. like very like vague, you can, but there's a lot yeah. underneath the surface. Exactly. It's yeah. Let's talk a bit about the instruments in this one. So sure. we've got uh, Johnny Marr, who like basically composed the piece mm-hmm. musically. Right. So that was essentially the Smiths' dynamic. Yeah. Was Johnny Marr would compose the music, Morrissey would write the lyrics, the and you got the bassist and the drummer who are also present. Yeah. And Although the skilled. bass in this song yeah. is really dope. It, it slaps so yeah. fucking hard. Yeah. It <laughs> I is. love this bass line. Um, interesting thing about this, I just want to read his quote about, about recording this song specifically. Right. He says, I'll try any trick. With the Smiths, I'd take mm. this really loud Telecaster of mine, lay it on top of a Fender Twin Reverb with the vibrato on, vibrato? And vibrato. tune it to an open chord. Then I'd drop a knife with a metal handle on it, <laughs> hitting <What>? random strings. <laughs> I used it on this charming man, buried beneath about 15 tracks of guitar. It was the first record where I used those high-life sounding runs in thirds. We'll I'm talk t- about that. I'm tuned up to F sharp, and I finger it in G, so it comes out in A. There are about 15 tracks of guitar. People thought the main guitar part was a Rickenbacker, but it's really a 54 Tella. There are three tracks of acoustic, a backwards guitar with a really long reverb, and the effect of dropping knives on the guitar that comes in at the end of the chorus. Wow. So that's fun. And so it definitely, like, one of the things called a jangle pop, so the Rickenbacker yeah. is mentioning, which is jangle apparently... Pop. Um, used in jangle pop a lot. Yeah, you got a definition for jangle pop? Um, Imagine no, it's pop music with jangly um, guitars. Trebly ringing guitars and 60 there pops melody. Yeah, there's a song, um, definitely like old records that I have, like old hits compilation records, have a lot of songs that fit that. Right. That And I, I had one that I was going to mention, but I forgot to write it down, and uh, now I've lost it. So. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, sorry guys. I think, so, uh, so what I love about this <laughs> yeah. is... It kind of talks again to something we talked about in the Spoon episode, mm-hmm. where he embodies sort of this one strategic planning. Backwards guitar tracks, three yes. tracks of acoustic. There are 15 yes. tracks. And then he literally just throws knives at his guitar. Yeah. Well, what about this? <laughs> the, just the <laughs> this random element. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I'm Now I need to listen to it again to see if I can. It sounds like it's pretty buried, though, so I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to, like, because I, I tried to listen for it. Mm. And it's one, it, like, blends in so smoothly. You'd right. never be like, oh, that's a knife. Oh, there it is. Thing. There's the knife <laughs> dropping. Yeah. 
It's and so yeah, you Johnny hear Marr it, you can die happy. Moved around a lot after the Smiths. He worked with the Pretenders, the the cool. Modest oh. Mouse. Oh yeah. For uh, parts specifically for uh, what was it? We were dead before the ship sank. Yeah. I think is the name of the album. Yeah. Um, he was a session musician with Talking Heads and also Hans Zimmer. Um, yeah, he got around a lot. Well, I can see why. Yeah, he's, he's quite ga- uh, gifted. Very skilled. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, if he's just dropping knives on things and it comes out well, yeah, that's great. That's, that's fucking um, great. And he's got some solo inspired. work of his own. I want, like, I was when going into this, I wanted to be sure to talk about the other members of the Smiths. It's I think easy we all to get focus on Morrissey. Morrissey. Yeah, it's very easy to focus on him. Yeah, the other two, um, kind of, uh, what is it? The bassist has a few like individual projects going on. That's Andy Rourke. And he is currently a DJ. Interesting. He works as a club DJ. Um, he formed a band D-A-R-K with vocalist Dolores Riordan from the oh. Cranberries. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately. So that they released an album in 2016. Okay. He is uh he did some radio work as well, which is the what the drummer right now, Mike Joyce, is doing. He runs okay. a radio station. Oh, cool. Man Excess Manchester. And they do like some charity events and stuff. They, yeah. I think all three of them like all had some time with the Pretenders. Nice. I don't know if it was at the same time, but they all worked there. Oh, very cool. So yeah, that's just a quick background on them. Yeah, the Jangle Pop guitar, very upbeat. Yeah. Very uh, complex. So it's very kind of you to give them some airtime. <laughs> it's not I'm like just anybody's gonna, say that. gonna hear. <laughs> well, you don't say that. Uh, people are gonna listen, right? You're you're putting the energy out. You'd like people to listen. People will listen. I think that was very considerate of you to give those people some nods because I don't. When I think of the Smiths, I don't think of Andy Rourke or Mike yeah. Joyce. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, you don't think of those people, yeah. and you know what they? It's fun. They they're so are phenomenal. It's yeah, easy to get and they're contributing too. It's very easy to get distracted yeah. by the front man. So, and it really shows Props on to you for this that. track, uh, particularly with the bass line. Yes, it's it's mm, as it's busy wonderful. as the guitar. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's they don't great. Like, crowd each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Real funky, and this is as we mentioned, pretty upbeat. You could dance to this one pretty. Yeah, good. absolutely. Um. So I just wanted to something that he mentioned about the guitars. He said he played it in thirds and it's like a high life guitar. Yes, which is a great time. I didn't pick it up so much on mm-hmm. this version, but some of the other versions you could hear it a little bit more. And this is what I would usually just call like African guitars. But high life is a, a genre from Ghana originally. Oh, okay. So that's if I say African guitars, that's You're the correct. style I'm referring to. Ah. Um, so it's definitely something you get a lot in African pop music. And listening to that. it with that is like, yeah, it's there. Okay, but it's a little bit more hidden in the original compared to some of the well, covers. Yeah, because like, with the covers, just there's no way to, unless you do 15 tracks of guitar, <laughs> to yeah. not have a stripped down version yeah, of the guitar. <laughs> and yeah, they definitely gotcha. have. I mean, it just has to do with the sound of the guitar. So even mm. though they have the, the like high life style, yeah. not so much the sound, whereas some of the other ones are a little bit closer right. to that. Right, okay. Should we um, um should we move into talking about one of these covers? Covers, let's see. Let's do one talk about we have a. Video? I'm only saying that we could probably talk about the original do for other, but we video? have so many. Yeah, we. Oh, should we talk about the versions. music video just real quick? You should just give us your story about the music video. Okay. Okay. It's so there's like fake snow and flowers. We open with this charming man on a title card. We get fake snow and flowers over like a newspaper, I think, that says the Smiths, and then it's just like like three minutes of 
Morrissey whipping around a bouquet of flowers. I gotta say, for a dude who <laughs> loves animals so much, does not give a fuck about, about plants. plants. No. <laughs> the floor is covered on them, with flowers. Whipping his shit around like there is no consideration. <laughs> And, and the there's like some white. I'm sure fuzzy shit something. on the guitar. Oh, like, is this symbolic of being I thought it was just a, uh, like a, a boutonniere. There you, you go. You said the room was mostly white? Yeah. Which is a symbol of purity. And, and snow is like, come. Especially Ew, what? Last <laughs> shot, the, last, the last shot where it just shows Morrissey's face and like snow comes up on it. Oh my god. It, oh. it snows like come. <laughs> wow, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, this, this, is, this music video is just a... Uh, a metaphor for yeah, and it's really just the band playing in a room. But yeah, yeah look at that, chock full of imagery. Nice, no nice find, Alex. I didn't even, wow, did not even know. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you know, then we went in that direction. So yeah. it just happened. Yeah. That's okay. Let's. That's but the your music story video. when you you told us at the at the gateway. Oh, was much better than that. But maybe we'll just come back to that when we get to the stars. Okay, sure. All right, all right. Um, let's see. That sounds like we're doing some astral traveling. Back to the stars. When we get to the stars. So our first cover version of this is Death Cab for Cutie. On to Nineteen ninety-seven. They're an American alt rock band formed in Bellingham, Washington, which is the most British sounding city in America. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a competition for that? <laughs> <laughs> no, because Bellingham crushing it. Nice. Um, so this is off their original demo album. Right off the bat, more distortion on this. It starts with an eight-bit synth kind of intro. Did you guys notice Does that? It? I didn't notice I that. I did not notice that. Oh my god, really? Yeah, sorry. I'm it's so very sorry. like it's brief. There were so many other things about this cover that were yeah. bothering me that I couldn't really so focus. Should we on. jump on the at, the, the <laughs> first? At first, I thought they were like trying to do a Morrissey impression, but I think that's just what they sound like all the time. Yeah. I don't really listen to a mm. Death Cab for Cutie at all. It sounds like American alt so, rock to me. I yeah. thought, yeah, I thought <laughs> that this was one of his worst vocal performances. It was a pretty early. I didn't realize how track, old it though, was. Right? Yeah. Um. So that definitely uh, has some something to do with it for mm-hmm. sure. But when I listened to it, I was like, wow, like this is not, like this this is to me an artist choosing a song to cover because he likes the song and not because the song suits his vocals. Right? Yeah. Um. Because I just felt like it brought out most of his his vocal weaknesses. Um. And and it and and negates all of the unique qualities about his voice, right? Because it, mm-hmm. it sounds like exactly what you said, like any American alt um, pop kind of kind of a sound. Yeah, like, it's yeah. generic. It's super generic. Yeah, but but I didn't realize it was from '97, so that kind of gives me some. Like yeah, this is as fresh as it gets for yeah. Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, which makes sense because that means yeah they would have been so early in their career and to to. Yeah, just not know how to choose a song for your voice when you're that early on. That makes mm. sense. But yeah. So we get heavy distortion on the the instruments here. Yes. Yes, the guitar more, is a lot more noticeable. Yeah. yeah. A lot more staccato playing. Yeah. I, think the the I didn't mind that. Yeah, I thought it gave a I, real energy same. to it. Same, yeah. Does the guitar just play like chords along with the bass line, which I is not something so. that was playing before. There's kind of a riff going on. Yeah. So. Which kind of adds to this, there. like, the feel of it being just one of those, like, standard punk covers of a song right? yeah, yeah for sure yeah it definitely comes off that like way a bowling for soup kind of a <laughs> feel <Yeah. laughs> 
And so what the biggest change in this one, obviously, we can Most talk about Most noticeable. This. Took me a couple oh, listens, man. but... The lyrics. Yep. The lyrics are slightly different. The they lyrics are, are basically correct. what the lyrics kind of sound like, but they are not correct. Yeah, so 97, they probably couldn't Google the lyrics. But you can still... Like, okay, but they should have owned an album. That's and my at other that question. time, <laughs> you would have had, had the album liner lyrics yeah, the lyrics yeah. liner notes. It's yeah. I wonder. So if for those of you it. who are who are just listening and haven't listened to the track yet, he says "crucial" instead of "gruesome," which, which changes the changes meaning the entirely. Meaning. For, for the most part, I found they didn't, except for that line was oh. like makes it completely yeah. the opposite. Well, on meaning. two bicycles is a little confusing. <laughs> <laughs> on two bicycles. He says on two bicycles. Um, a small one is he said could nature make a man rather than. Will nature make a that's man? Fine. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's nothing. That's a small substitution. And instead of... Why pamper? Uh, why ponder life's complexity? Yeah. He says. Which he says, kind of doesn't it, change it a huge it amount. It works, but like it removes some of the artistry. Yeah. And when in this charming car, he says, under this charming calm. What? Yes. Under I, this charming... Google said it car. said under this charming car, but that yeah. is not what it says. If you listen to it, he says, under this charming calm. Wow, he just made up words. So, yeah. <laughs> so, in this scenario, the charming man and him are on a bike ride together. Yes. And the man is harping on him about his clothes. He's like, I yeah. can't go out you tonight. You need to and give he's a shift. Like, he's like, you're goddamn right you can't go out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking mess. Get your shit together. <laughs> you're handsome. You should know better. You should know better. Much too handsome for riding two bicycles. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. The, so now the that two I bicycles <laughs> thing was what how much they've messed <laughs> tipped up. me off. When I thought it was just a few things, like I thought at first it was just the crucial because I wasn't listening super hard, and I was like, man, maybe it was an inside joke, and they just decided to run with it. But now I'm like, he sat beside his CD player <laughs> or his tape deck and wrote down what he thought the words were. Yep. <laughs> Although I mean, that is kind of an amusing thing. Generally, it's unfortunate that it changed I'm the so meaning so much. Yeah. But like, oh. It's, in theory, you're kind of ch- taking a song and, and turning it into, like, you're making your cover version what that song meant to you. Yeah. But unfortunately, I, 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 it didn't quite, he didn't quite. It, it's just yeah. like he didn't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> he looks yeah. at it, he's like, yeah. It checks out. <laughs> so I, I think it's. Charming Man's kind of a dick. <laughs> I think it would be an interesting approach, but I'm not convinced that's what they were doing. No, I think I think it was just sloppy. I yeah. think they were I young so and then they just fucking cranked out this cover. That being said, I still like it's still fun, like musically. Like it's yeah, upbeat. It, it still has you the kind of bob your head to it. Like elements for the most part. But oh my god, is it like you missed the point of the song entirely. Completely missed the point of that. Although I really I really like the image of the charming man in his suit on his bicycle. <laughs> on the other guy, he looks like shit. Yeah, yeah. And return the ring. Get those fucking rings back. Get your shit together, <laughs> you, you, you country boy. A country boy. Country. Just boy. a country boy. Yeah, and we lose some of that kind of quaint, like English countryside yes. vibe, obviously. 
Absolutely. Which again, I think is crucial it, to the song. <laughs> <laughs> this, it, like, it's a I think it's gruesome to, sort of, to the song. To, but... to daydreamy kind of vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got for this one. Yeah, that's really all I have for yeah, that Yeah, I mean, well. the, the changed lyrics are really the big thing about this one. So next I have Braid in 2000. Braid. Braid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> an emo band an emo band I which it's just alt rock really yeah <laughs> and this yeah. one's faster yeah faster and the drums mm-hmm. we've got a little really bit more coming hard on this yes, one yeah. i, I kind of liked the drive i the really did like the that. drums on yeah. this and they also have i don't know what they're called but i had one and it was green and you play it goes oh like um like a kazoo not a kazoo i i swear i had one it was like a uh, couple inches long and like green and and you just blew on it and my freaked my dog out and it makes that sound and it's in Does, this. Is there a movement that goes with it or it's just? Hmm? Are you sure it's not a kazoo? Are you sure? There's like a little a ball inside that spins around or something. Oh. Yeah, like I, I can visualize exactly what you're talking about and it's like a kazoo, it's but it's not, not a quite kazoo. A kazoo. <laughs> it's not a kazoo. But and it's it's not easier to make a wild sound on than a kazoo, mm-hmm. but uh, it is not a kazoo. Um, but they, yeah, they have, this one comes in on this one, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, it's still got busy instruments. Like this the bass one, line's pretty much intact. And yep. The guitar still moves around, but they're doing their own thing with it. It's not, it's not a jangle pop vibe that I'm getting. From That's that. true. Although what I, yes, they, this one didn't, cause like I said. Is it high life? One, yeah. Do we get high life on this? <laughs> what I said on the last one was it sounded, it sounded almost like he was trying to imitate Morrissey. Yeah. I uh, did not get that one on this one. No. Really? Um, I oh. felt like he was trying. More so on this one? Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say more so. Oh. But just I felt also? And maybe I felt he was. like a lot of the vocalists like uh, on the tracks that had vocal vocals with them. I felt like a lot of them were trying to emulate Morrissey's doing his um, melody kind cadence. of mm. Yeah. Um and that there wasn't a the, like the only person who I felt really really strayed from Morrissey's cadence um, was Torkel in Stars. Yeah, but his was completely different. Absolutely. Oh, completely. And yeah. I think David Glass's version. Right. Um, he I didn't feel like he was trying to sing like Morrissey, but everybody mm. else it was like I could still I could still feel the the Morrissey that right. they were trying Definitely to, to a lot of them had that. that. I apparently thought it was less going on less of that going on in this one but maybe that's not because they weren't trying it's just they were less successful i just wrote honestly no one should try to sing like morrissey yeah i mean he's not a good (laughs) singer morrissey (laughs) yeah yeah but it's it's like i feel like it works for him exactly you know in the same way that like connor oberst of bright eyes is not necessarily a good singer Singer. i mean there's so many examples of this so his voice is unique right and it's uniquely his and i think morrissey's singing style is uniquely his but when you hear people trying to sing like him um you you actually i feel like you've can hear all of the um, the flaws. The flaws, yeah. exactly. You're like, oh, that's actually not a good singing technique. <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm hearing it in somebody else's voice, I can see that it's not that. And mm. I just felt like I was so aware of that in so many of these tracks. Mm. Um, and this was one of them. But okay. I, I, yeah, I, I, when I was listening to all these songs, I felt like quite a, ne- a negative Nancy because 
just felt like not Negative enough Nancy people nitpicking. Yes, not mm. enough people were doing something like wildly, wildly different. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like eh, a little bit different. You know, like they'll have this driving drum beat. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's something. It and we're different something. people playing the song and I'm like, uh, is that enough? You know, is that yeah, enough? Yeah, even I found and I wrote it down about this one, but it's true of a lot of them. I didn't really keep track, but um a lot of even the like ah and ah, like little yeah. yes. things that are kind of maybe ad libby. Yeah, we we're, talk we're about this preserved. time and time again yeah, on this podcast where mm. when people try to just copy ad libbing straight. Yes. It you lose the reason the ad libbing is there. there. Yeah. Cuz yeah. it's a natural it's expression. It's supposed to just feeling. come out, come out of, you. of you. Yeah. I'm like I appreciate the commitment to um I guess authenticity mm-hmm. or like not shying away from doing those things um but still yeah it's like it feels like a like a reproduction in some way or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah that's how i felt about zappa plays zappa yeah that's a fair interpretation <laughs> if that. you've ever gone to that well, live show because dweezel just can't be frank zappa no anyway. i mean he's fucking good at guitar but i mean that's not what we're here to talk yeah, about that's a bit of a digression <laughs> um but that's I yeah like for me between i like braid and death cab for cutie i think have very similar versions yes mm, yeah and they're like two different artists kind of doing around the same, same time yeah sort of pretty much yeah, yeah. and idea. so like i think and for me i think the braid version kind of beats out death cab for oh, cutie just because I, I think agree. the instruments come together better okay and I having that his, driving his drum his beat vocals were better than yeah ben Gibbert's. i didn't think about it i didn't compare them directly Fair that's enough. fair so no it's you, you're not required to do that these are just thoughts that come to my, me my note on it is it's not the worst one that's what i wrote <laughs> oh. <laughs> so let's move into possibly the most like i would say ambitious in terms of things that changes mm. okay. cover also canadian band oh, stars. stars 2001 stars. Yeah. Um, my first note here is Canadian indie band. Just let Ruby talk this one through. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Tell, tell us about, about stars. stars. <laughs> sure. I can tell you about stars. Okay. So stars is, um, I believe there's four of them. Uh, we have Torquil Campbell, um, who's the main lyricist and singer. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy, I don't know her last name. And then a couple other people. <laughs> That's <laughs> stars is a little bit like a Smith's kind of a band where you focus on the Morrissey of the uh, group. And Torkel is the Morrissey. He's uh, very, he's known for um, like he pens his lyrics on the spot, basically like they create a song. He just like, will sing whatever comes to his head and that's their lyrics, oh, yeah. um, which is really cool and interesting because their, their lyrics are actually quite um, arti- artistic and striking. Um, so to know that he just kind of like comes up with that stuff off the top of his head, it's not like a belabored process, is very cool. Um, at least I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, an episode of Song Exploder for one of their songs. Yes, they do. So if that people are interested in that. hearing in that pro- more about that process, I believe Check that's also out. the one where the the melodies, a lot of it, the composing is done on the bass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're very cool. Um, man, what do I have to say? You've about seen them a few I've times. I've seen in them concert, live a few you? times. Yeah, I actually was gonna wear my stars shirt today to be like on theme, but then I remembered that um, nobody can see me anyway. You know what? Some of us are dedicated anyway. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I would have changed <laughs> the feeling. Would have changed Here's the, the described audio. Jake in the points studio. to his cover me hat. 
um, yeah, this is actually my first exposure to the song. Mine I know as well. Yours as well. Yeah, mm. I knew it was a Smiths cover, mm-hmm. um, but I hadn't heard the Smiths version, even though I was a Smiths fan at the time. Not that okay. I'm not anymore, but I, you know, when I yeah. was hearing this, um, I was aware of the Smiths. Just hadn't heard that track. Um, but I know that's not the case for you. Yeah, I was surprised it because I like had listened to Stars and I kind of knocked them off my iTunes because I was like a teenager and trying to listen to hard music to be tough. Right. Tough. Yeah, Stars is not hard, Mostly tough music. David Bowie. It's for yeah, soft that's <laughs> Weirdly <laughs> enough. fucking tough ass music. Yeah, I'm a tough, I'm a tough dude. I listen to I'd, David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, wanted to be queer on my own terms. I gotcha. don't know. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Hashtag queer on my own terms. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so like, uh, I guess last year I was just like Google Google this song on YouTube to listen to it again. This version, yeah. I was like, cool. And then I was like, oh, the Smiths. And I was like, that's weird. And they got a music video. And then I like, clicked on that. I was like, oh, this fucking slaps. And I was like, Flowers. oh, this is the original. You're like, oh, they didn't cover Stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I was gonna say. Stars. The members of Stars are also members of Broken Social Scene. That was my other my other oh, trivia fact yeah. for you. Mm, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's Canada's super group. Hell yeah. Broken social scene. Yeah. So this so, this version is very different. Yes. Yes. Very different. Um, uh, the lyrics are more, I said, whispery. Yes. Yeah, and we get a little uh, kind talk of singing. spoken verse. Yeah. yeah, talk singing. Yes. Yeah. For, uh, but kind of like there's talking up pantry and boy. also yes. like someone's speaking and there's also sung lyrics kind of playing over them like at the same time, like in oh. the background. Oh, I didn't I, notice that. I didn't that. notice that at They're all. both actually, going on at the same time. I feel like there were two tracks. You might be right. Oh, no. You we can't talk right. about Fuck. it? You might be right. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got right, nothing well, on I that. Think that uh, was yeah, got to shut that I one know down. there's an echo on care. There's definitely some echoes. Care. Uh, yeah. Care. Echoes, man. Care. And um, I thought we were talking about the feeling of the song being kind of, um, well, we said like English countryside, but also sort of isolated. Yeah. Um, and I found, found the whispering kind of worked with that because yeah. it's like more like private. Sort of. This one doesn't give me the countryside feel. No, not countryside. This one, I'm like, it's dark, it's night. Yeah. There's a like they're in a car, but it's in a city. I think. Yeah. But it's still secretive. And it's definitely secretive. The whispering adds to that, Mm -hmm. right? Works with the for sure, for sure. Thematically, it feels more modern in many ways than the the Smiths one. And they do include the like riff, the opening riff. Yeah. Um, is that a sample? I think it's a sample. Um, it sounded super similar, but because it was, it sounded yeah. like it was looped, so I felt mm-hmm. like it might be a sample. Anyway, so that was cool. Yeah, I was cool because they don't rely heavily on that riff. They just, yeah. I think it's right. only about halfway through the song it actually yeah, comes in for the first a time. Minute yeah, and sixteen seconds. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even notice it until the end, because then oh. once all the singing and everything is pulled away, that's kind of what is What's left. left? Is right. That, that um, riff looping, and I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. Because every other song, you're almost like immediately aware of that riff. Yeah, because it comes in right away. That's that's what starts everything up. Exactly. And like everything about this has changed. Even the bass line. Yeah. Still, like, still moves around quite a bit, but it's not nearly as complex. I said I I found it relaxing, the bass line. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure why. Well, because it goes like boom. Yeah. I felt a little bit more. Like, it's it's very. It's uh, it's a different feel. Yeah. 
could sit, he could really sink into this. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what, yeah, so it gives a kind of like daydreamy vibe for me, like mm-hmm. I say. Totally. Where it's just, you kind of like bouncing along, like like listen to it on public transit or something. Yes. You're going somewhere. So it's, yeah. it's it, kind it, of a. It doesn't really matter. You're not busy. It's got a lot of yeah. the fundamentals in terms of, of the, the atmosphere of the original, yeah. but sort of, sort of transposes that to a different setting. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it does like a really strong job of that. I think this is one of the strongest cover versions. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, definitely the most different one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably the most interesting. I would love to see like somebody make a literal uh, movie, like music video of the song. Oh, yeah. The, the Smiths version, this version. And the death cap version. <laughs> <laughs> and then play them side by side. On two bicycles. Yeah, just this aggressive bicycle ride. <laughs> Beside these two, like, very daydreamy. Like, <laughs> one's a car at night, one's yeah, the English countryside. And then just two guys on bicycles <laughs> and on one guy bikes. just ripping into the other one about his wardrobe choices. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this version? Oh, is it a drum machine on this or just multiple drum tracks? Because there's some good percussion on this one as well. A lot of the times I end up looking these things up and it's like, it was samples of real drums played on a drum machine. Uh, so I have sense. no idea. That makes sense. No it's probably that. I didn't, I didn't look this one This up. early Stars music uh, mm-hmm. feels like they used more, I want to say, samples and, and the drum machines and that kind of feel. Things felt um, less... What is the word what that I want? Produced? Like it almost felt more produced. Like oh, it was okay. more like um, like less, less organic, uh, organic pieces. Organic, that's yeah. the word I want, pieces in the past. Mm. And then I think, I don't know what happened, but now they seem to have more, uh, they moved out of that and they have more like organic, an organic feel. Maybe they just got better at their horns instruments. horns and all of these yeah. things. Yeah, it might even I just be that, that they improved at their instruments or they gained more contacts yeah, like that a, have a instrument budget. Yeah. skills, <laughs> maybe a bigger budget. Um, yeah, because you can definitely see if you listen to their discography, there's a, a, a very clear progression mm. in their... Um, production skills um from this time frame mm-hmm. to 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 now yeah that's my cool. 25 cents yeah. on stars that nobody needed yeah so just yeah yeah i just to summarize what i thought about this one you, the guitar is almost completely absent in this and so it yeah, really I think it's like an, uh, an electric piano or something yeah we get an electric piano we get uh the bass and the percussion it's very interesting to have those songs where there's no lead guitar yeah especially when you take a rock and roll song and strip out the rock lead and guitar roll, yeah. like as it were more modern anyway yeah um that's often interesting although the results can vary so if we're all we're all talked out on stars we'll yeah, jump to 2009's david glass Glass. I couldn't find a year on this one, so that's good. I just kept um, doing the Spotify albums. I just checked the oh, album on I Spotify. Forget, then I just forgot to write the year down. There you go. Um, this one has a lot more synthesizer. Yeah, very. this is the one I'm talking about with new wave vibes. Yeah, you get, you get that like yes. ambient synth. Yeah. Which I thought right because away. of the, synth, yeah. Yeah. the synthesizer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and well, and his voice. He does like an almost... Uh, he sounds. It sings it a lot lower. A lot lower, like monotone kind of... I thought at times he kind of sounded like... Johnny Cash. Hmm. Yeah, just at times. Interesting. 
Um, just when he went low. Like just some, is there some kind of gravelly? I'm trying to think of the specifics. I'm like, you just, just like when, when he was, uh, when he's he saying lower was, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I thought he said country boy <laughs> instead of pantry boy. And I just <laughs> <laughs> got confused. Uh, maybe. Probably not. But I, I didn't have a lot of thoughts on this one besides the spacey synthesizer. It's, oh yeah. I can say with certainty this man is a musician probably. I Absolutely. tried Googling him, couldn't find anything on him. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a lot on him. I couldn't really. So, okay. There's lots of, lots of fuzz glass. in this one, both in the vocals and sort fuzz of in the obvious. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. like that. <laughs> and there's a few, like when he's singing, he'll do like almost talky bits or do a little, like this is what he says, it's gruesome. Yes. Like, Apparently I didn't <laughs> pay much stuff. attention to this one. <laughs> the, yeah, this version is that. like, I don't know, this is, I think... It's like a for me. It's a new wave version of the song, mm-hmm. and I think the Smiths lend themselves to that kind of interpretation. For sure, because it's the right time period. Yeah, and yeah. I think they probably had elements of that, like kind of in and out of their music. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't have a whole lot else to say about. Yeah, this it's, it's a neat, really. neat version. I really like the the synth in this one. It's like, yeah, it's a good synthesizer and, sound. And that he wasn't trying to be Morrissey. Yeah. So props to you, David Glass. Good job, David maybe Glass. Maybe he was trying to be Johnny Cash. He might maybe. have been. What? Cannot confirm. Not a big Johnny Cash fan <laughs> anyway. No. So. so we're going to jump to our, I think, our first returning cover act. Yes. <laughs> yes. Vitamin String Quartet. Vitamin Quartet. They're uh, to to summarize this, guys. Let me make sure I got this right. It's a string quartet. It's never the same people, or at least not always the same. Not always the same people. It's rotating, or and they they basically just do hits. Yeah, they do covers, instrumental covers. Yeah. Of uh, of hit songs. This was this one was off an album called like Rock Rock and Roll Roll Weddings. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't really know what the rings. It had a picture of a like a of a girl of a bride, and then she was hiking up her dress. So that you could see her combat boots. Oh, rock and roll wedding. Rock and roll mm. wedding. I was wearing or my rock and roll combat boots. Whatever. To rock and roll. Right. Yes. Yeah, so right off the bat here, <laughs> uh, the instrumentation in this one, you know, it's string instruments. It lends itself to that sort of quaint old timey vibe that I think Morrissey was shooting for with the lyrics. Mm. Of course, we do lose. The Everything. lyrics. Yes. <laughs> so well, uh, we do lose the lyrics. Uh, we don't lose the the melody. I think no. you're melody giving it more. Um, and they still have more credit than it deserves by saying that it's, <laughs> it's even doing anything to um, develop. That. Well, what I thought was a little. Well, bit I think it's more by coincidence that uh, stringed instruments have yeah. a classic a, a feel classic to them. Feel. I'm not saying these guys are like, this is how you do it. They're, this is just what okay. they do. They take pop songs and they record it with strings. I hate it so One thing much. I thought was kind of interesting was that they didn't really completely follow the um, melody. So like when I was trying to follow it along mm. with the lyrics, there were times where it changed a bit. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was almost a little bit interesting, especially that because one time... sound more classical? I don't know. Maybe. 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 But there was one time where it did sound like... Uh, I have it written down. You might be able to see here. Um, Don't waste your time on me. And then, like, they went into something else. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I, I, I've written here, it's probably the least gay version of this song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
is the most um, heterosexual <laughs> version. It's very, very strong I mean, hetero vibes on this there's one. There's a vibes. ukulele orchestra performance coming up. So oh, my God. Let that. me talk to you about that oh, one. Man. Uh, I did like that This that they uh, included the... Oh, Yes, yeah, they, they, did the violin. Violin. they did the violin. That was the yeah. only was thing I liked violin. about this. It's the only thing I'm giving them credit for. Oh, I, I want to talk ahead. about the chorus. Uh, they Please. do that, this sort of driving. Dun, 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 dun. That's true. And That's I think what we haven't talked about is that the chorus of this song is much more intense than the the verses. Mm. It kind of goes a yes. little darker. Absolutely. Boom, boom, boom. I jumped up, pantry boy. Like it, it gets intense, and then it goes and then back. It goes back. And so they kept that in there. And good job, guys. That's I'll give them they that. They did do that. Actually, now that you mentioned that, strings. the Stars version loses that intensity, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of the other groups maximize on that intensity, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought, you know, why why wouldn't you just play rock and roll at your wedding instead of yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It's, we'll we'll talk about that with the the lullaby <laughs> version at the end too. Oh, it's like God. why? The question is why? Because <laughs> you're tired. I, I guess. can actually answer why to that too. Oh, so. all right. So we're going to jump into the Wellington International Ukulele Wellington Orchestra International Ukulele from Orchestra. Wellington, New Zealand. Sometimes Brett McKenzie of the Flying yeah. Concords is part of this group. So that's cool. He did not sing this version. No. Um, I was listening. I thought maybe there was a bass ukulele, but no, it's just no. like a regular upright bass. It's, well, I was shocked to find that anybody besides fat Hawaiian dudes and white wispy girls were playing ukuleles. That seems to be white the Venn diagram. <laughs> wispy Venn white girls. <laughs> fat Hawaiian dudes on one side. Wispy white women. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's some players. what's the crossover? Uh, I don't people know. from New Zealand, I guess. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't really make that claim. So uh, uh, Greta, my my girlfriend from yeah. New Zealand, says that it sounds very Kiwi when she listened to hmm. this version. Cool. I wow, that's that's good input actually. Thank you, Greta. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we get really laid back instrumentation on this. It's very pleasant with these ukuleles. It's almost like Cabana Beach music. I've said. Does anybody? Well, I mean, that's kind. I mean, this? they're ukuleles. So yeah. Definitely got that sound to them. We get um, some vocal harmonies on this. Yes, and I did find the vocals in this one definitely were going for, I thought, the Morrissey sound, or at least like really trying to follow that melody. Oh. The way he I agree sang. with that. Mm-hmm. But also, I find this really typical of um, uh, these kinds of folksy bands with um, ukuleles that the artists sing kind of from the back of their mouth. Mm. Like they're mm. not using good technique, and that's what I found with with this i really disliked this version really i yeah. really strongly dislike this version because the this singing one. i think that the okay. technique is so bad and the ukuleles oh man i feel like the only way i would like this is if it was like used as the soundtrack in a movie you know like if it was in a mm. setting in the scene and you know whatever that cabana thing you just described <laughs> um but wow yeah i really really hated it <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I, I think for me, when I was listening to the singers for this, I was more concerned with enunciation <laughs> than I, mean, I was. You can't enu- un- do any enunciation if you're not singing in the front of your mouth. Fair enough. But I could understand him more clearly than I could understand Morrissey. Really? That being said, I would still prefer to listen to Morrissey, yeah. but <laughs> I heard the words clearly. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Every, yeah. 
I'm sorry. I'm being I'm being a Debbie Downer. No, that's yeah, quite alright. I just right. kind of got excited because I saw another video and Brett McKenzie was in, and I was like, "Hey, yeah. this yeah, is yeah, great!" Yeah. And then that like, is great. didn't really write much down about the song at all. Is that, well, there, there's excited. the bass line is simplified on this one, which is I think. The bass line is one of the greatest things about this song. It's yeah. this really cool bass line. So to lose that is quite painful. Let's talk, let's just jump into the next yeah, guys who the next I'm one. excited about. Oh God. Yes. That's the Swing Easy Orchestra. Oh, Featuring Kazuhide Takamoto, who also goes by brackets, Come Back My Daughters. That's his name. That's his name. This is 2011. Um, He's a singer-songwriter with no Spotify presence. He sells t-shirts that just say dudes on them. I think he might also (laughs) be in a band, but I forget what it's called. Is it called Come Back My Daughters? No, I'm pretty sure that's just like his name. That's just him. He's got five LPs, three EPs. And uh, this is interesting because it's a Japanese reggae orchestra. Yep. And uh, so reggae gained momentum in Japan when Bob Marley performed in 1979. That was four years after the Pioneers performed reggae there. So first time these guys heard reggae, they're like, nah, hard pass. <laughs> and Bob Marley showed up and they're like, yes. They're like, oh, whoa, never yeah, mind. Oh. And apparently Bob Marley tried to find some, some musician there. And I think that musician was dead. Oh, that's so, unfortunate. Some, some drummer, some Japanese like reggae drummer whose name was something dick related. It was like boner or prick or something. <laughs> hey, it's me just jumping in here. Uh, it was Pecker. The guy's name was Pecker. He's a percussionist named Pecker. Thank you. Back to the episode. Cool. <laughs> he that, like that doesn't sound like a very Japanese name to me, but I guess I wouldn't really it, know. It's like, it was probably like a stage name, like mm. kind of like come back, my daughters. Yeah. <laughs> Come back, my dog. And so, yeah, he then he like played music with Bob Marley and encouraged like a bunch of reggae artists to combine with Japanese artists and make reggae music. So, so that's, that's why there's reggae is. in Japan, which reggae I thought was very Japan. interesting. Yeah, I, actually, I wasn't sure what his accent was at first because he's really heavily oh. accented on this song. Mm-hmm. It's very noticeable. And I was trying to like before I looked which it up, which makes him very Morrissey like. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure <laughs> out, but I, I for some reason didn't jump to Japanese. Really? I don't know why. You did must. Are you? Did not you not look at the name? No, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> there were some. There were some huge. It was tips. cut off because it was long, so it was cut off, and uh. I didn't let it scroll by. I think that Japanese people speaking English is a is a very very specific yeah. sound, and, yeah. and it comes through in singing uh, too. Well, knowing that now, it's very obvious. It's one of my favorite things. But actually. I was like, mm-hmm. Philippines. Oh my gosh, Alex. That Alex. was my first guess. It's not. Well. Hmm. Well, okay, so Japanese, uh, the Japanese language is a syllabic language, right? right? So they don't have um, letters that aren't, you know, that are not attached to a vowel sound right. like we do. So when they are interpreting English words, they become this totally other thing often. Uh, and I think it's just so unique. And um, I love, I love Japanese people speaking English. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's honestly okay. one of my favorite things. Not, I don't think it's funny or anything like that. I love the sound of it. It's just, it's like English through a different filter. Yeah, I, I was so thrilled with the singing on this yeah. one, honestly. Same, for that reason. Yeah. And like, he's not a bad singer, I don't think. Mm, nope, <laughs> not at all. And yeah, this is, I mean, we've done, we've talked about a few reggae covers on this, and I'm usually very disappointed by them. Mm. But this one was pretty fun. 
It was uh, swinging. Yeah, you get that swing and that like kind of classic reggae beat going through it. Got some horns. So, going what's the on. difference between reggae and ska? Um, as I understand, generally ska does not include lyrics, and it's a little bit faster. Yeah. So ska shares some roots with punk as well. Yeah. So if you if here, I'll do a correct Venn diagram. Okay. You got punk. <laughs> you got reggae. Okay. And in, in the, the middle. middle is ska. Gotcha. So Although this I'm is sure not ska. Came ska. Before reggae, but I'm not 100% on that. What? Is ska short for skanking? Mm, do you skank in ska? I just shrug. You can't see ska. it, but I just shrug because I don't know. Sure. I just you do. But, but people say, like, No Doubt is theoretically like a ska band. So yeah, like, I don't know how that works. can't hinge on there being vocals or no vocals. Well, yeah. I'll admit my uh, data is not perfect. Because okay. I can't, I can't explain that either. You've spoken like a true robot, Alex. My data my is not perfect. <laughs> Incomplete. Um. Yeah. There's so the instruments are really simplified on this, just to kind of hit the strong notes that tell you it's this charming man. It's very reggae. <laughs> he, he. Uh. You know. I'd it say here his enunciation's about as good as Morrissey, and he knows the lyrics better than Death Cab. Well, so most people do, though. <laughs> most people. <laughs> I can't um, believe that Ben Gibbard thought that the word was crucial. It is so obviously gruesome. I have no yeah. idea how he heard crucial. At 97 was a different time. I guess. Yes, it was. It was. This one is longer as well. There's more like solos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we get some chill guitar horn solos. Solo, I think. Oh, yeah, there's a horn solo yeah. as well. Yeah. Horn so. solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite yeah, Star Wars favorite character. Star Wars character. <laughs> horn solo. <laughs> Um, horns are a hard sell for me. Yeah. Not a horn. Not a <laughs> it's horn like, person. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if reggae really holds the the meaning of the song well. Because it comes in. It's like. <laughs> and you're like, okay. It's a lot of fun. I don't know if it's. Yeah. It's, I don't yeah, know. Although the beginning kind of sounds You're definitely not going to get any of that menacing, like, kind of underbelly interpretation that you can get out of the yeah. Smiths one. <laughs> These guys are just having a gay old time. Yeah. But definitely one of the gay versions of this <laughs> song. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's a good time. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. I had fun with this one. I'm never going to pick a reggae song as the best cover nope. of any song. But I don't want to say nope. never, but... Well, yeah, because well, the, the police not are gonna reggae, be this right? One. <laughs> right, theoretically. Um, Let's jump to Gypsies of Bohemia in 2014. Punctured bicycles on a hillside they're so loud. Would nature make a man of me yet? When in this charming car. You love oh. Gypsies of Bohemia? Wasn't it great though? Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Upright bass. I really loved it. That was cool. It's, we get, yes. well, we get, this is a jazzy like, interpretation, right? Mediterranean or Eastern European was how I described yeah, it. Yeah, I knew something was going on with those drums. Mm. I feel like you were the guy to know. Oh, maybe. I don't know about the drums. I just found it really pleasant. Yeah. Like the other song, a lot of these versions, I'm going to be real with you. I was, when I was doing my notes, I was waiting for them to end. Hmm. Is I this? Like, oh man. Okay. Is this, oh, is this done yet? Um, but this one, I, I got, I got a little bit lost in it. Is this, um, is this what gypsy jazz is? I think so. No, it's Jip pop actually. Oh, oh. that's okay. the name of the album. It's that off. works. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, it reminded me of, so I, I used to live in Lethbridge mm -hmm. on and off. LA. 
Yeah, LA. <laughs> um, and they have, you know, here we have like TNT and Italian markets and all these different kind of markets. They have one. They have mm-hmm. one kind of world cuisine market downtown oh. yeah. uh, called Umami. And uh, they also have like a little restaurant and cafe in there. And they're always playing these like kind of elevator like Muzak kind of covers cover songs of things <laughs> and i would go to eat like uh, vietnamese subs there um and i'd bring friends and they would never notice and i was just like oh my god is this this song and they're like whoa it is they, they ne- it just never registered but anyway this right. kind of reminded it took me back to that I yeah was like, this is exactly the kind of thing that umami and lethbridge would play <laughs> yeah it's one of those umami songs except it didn't bother umami. me that's good I liked this one. I the like this one. It's like, well, oh, if we're talking about this one, also good. has a sort of laid back vibe to it. Yes. And comparing that to the ukulele orchestra and the swingies orchestra, mm-hmm. I think this version does it better. I agree. A sort of relaxed version of the song that, you know, still keeps some of the spirit of the song yes. intact. Like, I feel like a lot of these songs, if I were out somewhere in public and heard the version, I would be annoyed and be like, just play the Smiths. Why? Why? But this one, I feel like I would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah all right. And it doesn't rely on the main riff in this one. Nope. It just kind of teases it. No, yeah, there's points. sort of an intro riff, but it doesn't really they take sound some liberties. quite yeah. Yeah, the same. It's yeah, it's a very nice piece. I yeah. like yeah, this yes, one. Uh, very good. And let's it. let's bring it in with our with our final yeah. one, the twenty sixteen so, so. smash into hit. We're heading to our finale at this point. <laughs> smash it. The, the cat and owl. Cat so and this owl. is a lullaby cover. <laughs> exactly how they made this okay hit me oh. with it okay they went online yeah they went to google yeah. they googled the smith's meaty files they downloaded this charming man mm-hmm. into their daw and then they just changed all of the instruments to what did they have like a, a, xylophone. a xylophone an ambient synth crazy kind of ambient synth thing and yeah uh, there's like synth pads going and on. there was some other thing but th- that's all they did i guarantee that that is what they did I well, think yeah, they had they, to slow it down as well. They churn out these kind of albums. Oh, well, that's what they're doing. Yeah. It's very easy. It's very lazy. Um, I 100% do covers this way, but... Uh, and I think, like, if you're using digital instruments, like, yeah, do that. There's no reason for you to reinvent the wheel. Mm. Um, f- take the MIDI file and use that, but... Um, you know, you should probably try and do a little bit more than just changing the instruments. Yeah, although they, the bass line is now on like a some kind of either like a music box sound or a toy piano or something like that. Oh, yeah. that's, maybe, that's maybe what I'm mistaking that's for a xylophone. I didn't think it was yes, quite xylophone to me, yeah. but, but maybe it was. It's some um, kind of horrible So it's kind of like swapped yeah. around. The, the low is now on the higher end. And yes. it runs completely counter to the idea of this being an upbeat track. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> like remember that Bop and Smith song? What if no. it put you to fucking sleep? Well, it was called a lullaby version. Yeah. So I think it was supposed to. Yeah. Put well, you yeah, to that's sleep. the point. This is from a whole album they do of lullabies. Yeah. And yeah. they do albums on albums on albums of these. Yeah. I like did some googling on them. There's just a ton of them, eh? Yeah. 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 And so, what is the point of these? What's it like to be a kid raised on the lullaby versions of Nirvana and the Smiths? Like, yeah, that's a great question. It's what happens when you grow up and your friends like, "Yo, check out this old CD." You're like, "Damn, I thought this song was a lot chiller." Whoa. Yeah, you're like, "What?" <laughs> They're like, "How did you fall asleep?" <laughs> <laughs> you got your pedal 
I I have to admit I am guilty of buying a Beatles lullaby album. So um, just a Beatles album. Ooh, burn. <laughs> um, <laughs> not really a burn, but I think you fall asleep to the Beatles, the right yeah, Beatles for album. Sure. <laughs> for sure you could. Um, but yeah, you can get all these like lullaby albums, but I think it's for infants. Mm. Like like babies. I bought it for my friend when she had her first baby cuz you know, you can listen to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and it'll drive you up the wall right. or you can listen to Yellow Submarine and it'll, it'll drive, drive you, you up, up the, the wall. wall. Maybe so. slightly slower, maybe. But you can listen to uh, Helter Skelter. Yeah. But, but slower. And, and, and <laughs> slower and yeah. sleepier. And sleepier. I don't know. I feel like maybe there's something like comforting about listening to songs that you actually like in lullaby versions when when you are not being able to make the choice of okay. having to listen so to So it's not lullabies. for the kids is what you're it's saying. It's for the parents so that the parents don't go crazy. Mm. That's that's what I think. There need to be a lot Because let them. me tell you, children's songs are the worst. They are terrible. That's true. It's all like women um, in their 40s being like, what's that? <laughs> I was going to sing the song about the, the monkeys jumping on the bed. Oh, man. No there were four in the, on the bed and the little one said, and they're always Roll speaking of articulating. Yeah. You know you're they're listening to a children's <laughs> song when someone's really articulate. But there's that episode of um, Portlandia where, where oh, Matt yeah. Berry is the children's singer. Oh. That's... Excellent. <laughs> but it's a little different. It's not really children's song. Uh, it's definitely a, treasure. a little different. That is a treasure. Um, yeah. So fuck this version. Am mm. I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, unless it's you really want to be like super chill it's, about no, it. No, it's not even good chill. Like I am I'm I think I'm okay with you making a chill version or a lullaby version of something, but like this is a garbage track this is i'm sorry not, it is a garbage track effort. i could go upstairs on my computer right now download a midi file for this Fucking charming man do it. and i could whip go. out a better track than this in the next half hour let's see it. do we're it gonna keep, <laughs> we're gonna keep we'll, hey i'll we'll, see we'll you guys in half an hour <laughs> yeah we'll get some lunch yeah and uh you whip up a and i'll whip it up and then you guys can put it at the end of the in the episode the i'll episode. put it right here <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's break it down. Um. We're gonna do three categories: best song. Yep. Worst song. Yep. Gayest. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about that one because I didn't know if that would play. <laughs> well, I think we've um unpacked it yeah, enough and justified for that it to enough. be an okay thing for All right. us to do. Um. So uh, is, is anybody ready right off the bat? Well, let's go with worst first. Let's let's get that out of the way. Um, no, for me, it's gotta be the, the lullaby version. Yeah, I think it's easily the cat and owl. I think, barring that one, probably Death Cab for Yeah, Katie. I'm sorry, it's gonna be Just a Just for lyrical misinterpretation. Yes, <laughs> for me, it's between Death Cab and the ukulele orchestra, because hmm. that brings out a special fire of hell. See, I didn't really like the David Glass eyes. version. No? No, I don't know, just kind of flat for me. That's fair. I don't... Yeah, I'm with you on that, but that's yeah. more in my indifferent pile Not than my worst, worst pile. Yeah, like well, worst. Yeah. I think it's just because um, the other ones are not music I'm exposed to a lot, so I don't right. have a strong opinion about it. Gotcha. That's my guess. All right. So moving from that to the best version of this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose for me, it's a real toss-up between the original and Star's version. It might be for nostalgic purposes. But like I, as a bassist and somebody who has specifically learned to play this bass line, 
I, I think I have to give it up to the original. Also, that music video is too much fun. Look at him whip those plants around. That he does true. whip those plants around. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I think that I, I really love the stars version, which might also just be a nostalgia thing. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, it might be. I would say between that one and, and the was, original, it was a strong. But I love the two of them for very different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why they're kind of different on par two. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I always feel bad giving it to the original, and I do really dig the original. It's probably my favorite version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, runner-up, Gypsies of Bohemia. Nice. That's a strong runner-up. That up. is a strong contender. Because that was a good one that I yeah. liked. Yeah, fuck well. with that one. And, like, I always true. feel like... <laughs> I know we give the best to the original a lot, so I almost feel like I want to not do that, which is maybe... Yeah, which is what I just did right there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. you give the best to the original. A lot. Fair do. enough. You Fair do. enough. I I always, <laughs> almost always like the original best, even in songs where it doesn't make sense. We'll get into that in future episodes, I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. that's my thoughts. What is the gayest version of this song, though? What that's is? the real question. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It isn't Vitamin String Quartet. One hundred percent is not Vitamin String Quartet. It's, or Death Cab. Or Death Cab. No, it's not the ukulele orchestra. It's not no. the swing easy orchestra. Might not the, the cat now. Might be the swing easy orchestra. Are you it sure? Could be the swing easy. Oh, it could be. I think it's easily the f- the original. Yeah, I suppose it was. You're like, how can we give it to anything else? I don't know. So there you go. Is it? Are we giving that to the Smiths as well for. I think the Smiths, we... the two-time winner of gayest and best. Best and gayest. <laughs> best. Like I don't. I can't. Think of any. I can't wait for a version to sweep all three. Yeah, best, worst, and <laughs> gayest. Worst. I feel like that would be so easy. Why has it not been done? We'll make our own version. That yeah, there you that. go. You know what would be the gayest version? You know how sometimes um, people who are like uh, TV personalities, like reality TV show stars or whatever, they they release like horrible music tracks where they just basically hmm. talk over a really bad beat. Oh yeah. No. You don't know that? I don't think so. Man, I'm trying to think of an example of one right now, and I, I don't think I can come up with one off the top of my head, but um, sometimes this happens. But if they had like a like a drag queen that was like a, a TV personality, mm-hmm. and then th- that like couldn't really sing, you know, and then they laid down a beat, and then they talk sang this charming man, Whew. That's that would be... The, the best worst end gayest <laughs> <laughs> you want to whip that one up too while we're um, lunch? do you know any drag queens who are looking for a i don't a, a project i don't know any tv personality drag queens looking for a horrible music so if anyone project. out there is a tv personality drag queen whip this something up this is our challenge to send you. it in and uh we'll H- hashtag best worst gay <laughs> we'll right. definitely listen to it um, with that, we're going to jump into our bonus segment, Ooh. which I came up I with on the fly today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. This is, this, this section is, of course, entitled Soundtrack to My Life. Oh. And given that we've been talking about this kind of daydreamy sort of, you know, quaint piece. Yes. What's, what's the kind of song you want to play when you're, you've got a nice hot beverage and you're sitting staring out the window? Ooh. What's your shoegaze except it's window gazing kind of song? <laughs> I mean, mine will still probably be shoegaze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think for me, a good one is uh, the the fragrance of dark coffee, Godot's theme from Phoenix Wright. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. That is. Um, 
So this is like this is like a cold day. It's it or, or we just have a hot cold day. It's a warm beverage. So like this is a cozy like. There's a cozy vibe to cozy it. Vibe? Cozy, cozy vibe? Cozy vibe song? Cozy vibe, a chill wave, you know. A chill wave? <laughs> a chill wave. Hmm. I, I, have I feel like this is just like my entire Spotify this is library. everything you listen to on Spotify? This is like everything I listen to is appropriate for a... All right. What's your most recent one in that category oh, then? Oh, God. Why do you do this to me? Just to embarrass you. I'm I'm prepared. <laughs> Sorry, I was too, and that's why we're doing this on the fly. <laughs> okay. What I'm going to say is Graceland. Oh, hell yeah. To the song Graceland. Yeah. That's because uh, that, that it's, a, it's a song I like. And, Fuck uh, yeah. Especially when he's like, you know that, that news. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of got that, kind of a little, got that bass line. I'm thinking of that bass line. I'm really hell thinking yeah. of the bass line, and that bass line is really what's, what's driving this, this decision. So I'm going to say, Graceland, even though the drums are kind of more driving, I feel like it, it, that's the feeling it gives me. Yeah. Anyway. I can see, so it's like, I can see that yeah. on a bus with oh, a yeah. hot thermos drink, you know? Oh, yeah. Going so like cross country, maybe. Drink. That's mine. Paul Simon's Graceland. Off Paul the album. Graceland. Paul Simon's Greatest Hits. <laughs> 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 Live at no. <laughs> so good. So good. Okay, I got one. You got one. Hit me with it. There's this song. It's called Southern Skies. Mm-hmm. Oh. The artist is Yuck. Gross. I feel like it comes up a lot when I'm just like doing a straight shuffle. Nice. It's very chill. Very chill. Very relaxed. It's very, very chill. Well, that makes me feel chill. Well, this yeah. has been a very chill, relaxed episode to cover How's me. it? No. We, I feel chill. We went, we went pretty hard, I think. And I feel yeah. relaxed. You got anything you want to plug in? You want to plug your shit? Your SoundCloud and your... Yep, Bandcamp. Soundcloud.com slash Glitter Ghost. YYC? I think it might just be Glitter Ghost. Mm. I don't Try remember. Both. I mean, just backspace a few times and you'll know. Yeah, Bandcamp is just Glitter Ghost. Okay. Yeah. What's the name of your upcoming EP? Is it got a name? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to withhold that information. Mm, that's an interesting name. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is it undecided or is it? I'm juggling some things, okay. and I'd rather, I'd rather it go unsaid. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that just about wraps this episode up. It's been Cover Me. I've been your host, Jake Cressy. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or your favorite podcasting app. Rate and review us. Write some Don't words. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Smash that like button. Tell your friends, because, you know, we like doing this. We're going to still do it, even if nobody's listening, but be nice to have some people listening. Talk to me on Twitter, Jake the Cressy. Um, give us some feedback feedback if you listen to an episode and you're like i'm never gonna listen again tell us why tell us why give me a one-star review and tell me why and tell me why well, and then maybe listen you. again after we incorporate your feedback yeah yeah i'll maybe. email you i'll send you a letter in the mail in the mail it may take a few weeks because we record these a bit in advance yeah i hope this letter finds you well <laughs> i've updated my podcast <laughs> in regards with your criticism i've incorporated your <laughs> constructive criticisms and i do thank you for your feedback. Sincerely, Jake Cressy. Sincerely, your host, Jake Cressy. Joined as always by my co-host, <laughs> Alex Mildenberger. Alex. Goodbye, everyone. And as we always say, I always forget to come up with a closing one. Get those covers on out there. <laughs> what?